Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by National Roper Supply. NRS has been providing quality Western wear and horse tack since 1989, and they are proud to be the number one Western store in the USA. From functional and fashionable Western wear and horse tack to essential livestock and horse supplies, NRS carries the products you need at prices you can afford. NRS is a one-stop shop for all things Western. NRS also carries our new line of modern cowboy brand apparel, caps, t-shirts, and hoodies. And for our listeners, use your special discount code MODERNCOWBOY at checkout for 10% off your entire purchase. And remember, Modern Cowboy is the brand for the cowboy in all of us. Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Every Friday afternoon, I hitch up the trailer. Saddle up old rock and ice down a cooler. I drive that old back road until it ends at the rope and pin. We got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs $20,000 horses, then there's my own stick Although we're all the same The minute we ride in to the roping pen It, uh, when was that? Was that 2019? 19. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, uh, three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so you've moved since then. I have moved. Um, uh, my beard has grown. Yes. Your beard is epic, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's epic. So, cause you guys were initially, you were, you actually con- were considering maybe moving to, uh, Arizona. Uh, yeah, we were looking at Arizona, we were looking at Montana, um, but it, in fact, the right property came up at the right time when right. we were just done, um, and this is last year now, but you know, when we were done looking at properties, it, we we're laying in bed and Joe said, hey, take a look at this one. And sure enough, I mean, it was just an hour north of us and it had everything that, um, that we needed as far as space. Right. acreage for all of our horses and everything else. And, uh, you know, and then some, some things uh, over the past year, since we moved in have just fallen into our laps. That has uh, really, really been a blessing for us. So, yeah, yeah, we're very thankful. And, you know, I mean, being self-employed, you, uh, you get used to the word no all the time. And <laughs> yeah. so, I, I mean, really at the end of the day, you know, when Joe said, um, hey, should we go for it? I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, what's the worst that's going to happen? They're going to say no. I'm used to that. I mean, you're trying, you're trying to get traditional financing for, you know, for being self-employed and that's just so not traditional. <laughs> yeah. 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 Good luck with that. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, everybody knows about that. That's an entrepreneur and, and, uh, uh, you know, has their own business because it yep. just, you know, the banks want to see, that uh, w2 from that you know steady job and uh yeah and uh, we don't have yeah, those you're, things you're, <laughs> you're trying to you're trying to check the boxes off you know for that bi-weekly direct deposited paycheck right that fits perfectly in the boxes and, right, right. And exactly anybody that is a, a small business owner knows that that's just not even close to what it what it looks like really yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we, we started, we started this podcast. I mean, we, we connected uh, on the zoom and then I just went ahead and hit, hit record. And we started talking, but what, what, Chris, I think I had you on the podcast. What, what was it? I, was it 2018? No, it was 19. Yeah, oh, it was 19. Okay. Yeah. Because I had to look it up before we got on here. Oh. Like, how long ago was that? Yeah. And, and yeah. so, and yeah, so yeah. what episode was it? Cause I didn't look it up beforehand. So uh, you remember episode 66. Man, so yeah, so this is going to be like episode 190. So that was wow, that was a ways back there. But yeah, so, you're scooting right along with your uh podcast, here, yeah, it, you're you know, around. yeah, it's 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 been it's been crazy, you know. And and so we were talking about when we saw each other for people that that don't know, and I've talked about it on the podcast quite a bit. Um, 
when you came out to Arizona. We did the photo uh-huh. shoot at Aaron King's place, uh, which was which. <laughs> that's epic, dude. <laughs> that's I great, just, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, for the uh, for the listeners, um, I just took off my shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I opened it. I have uh, my Modern Cowboy Podcast T-shirt on. <laughs> that's great, man. But yeah, so you came out to Arizona. It was kind of an impromptu thing that yep. we got we got connected through another photographer that was you had met and. Uh, so we did that photo shoot, which was yep so much fun. Then we went to dinner and Chris bought for everybody, which was amazing. Um, and uh, so then, you know, it's just like, well, we, we've got a lot of other things in common. We love cigars. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. So, hey, so, and thank you for thank you for sending those cigars. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that was a nice surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's it, it's funny, man. Um, uh we just kind of, uh, kind of connected in a certain way, you know, and we had such a great time and I just, I felt yep. this connection with you. And then, uh, you know, most people know, or a lot of people listen to podcasts know that I had COVID really bad in yes. thanks- oh my God, during yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah. And so it, this was like, yeah. it's the weirdest experience of my life and I've had some weird experiences, but, but that was so weird. And what was interesting was, you know, Steph had it at the same time. And so she was sick. And, uh, but then I just went down like the Titanic and I got up the one morning and I just said, uh, I tried to take a shower and I, I couldn't breathe and I couldn't move. And I, I said, man, you got to take my wow. I'm dying, you know? And so she did. And, and she was sick as a dog as well. It, anyway, ended up getting in the hospital, uh, December 3rd. I don't even remember the first five or six days. It was, you know, that just weird. But for some, I don't remember what day it is. I could look back, but for some reason, I, of course, I have my phone and I'm, you know, scrolling through Instagram here. I'm on my deathbed and uh, I see this, this photograph, you know, and uh, that you had taken and I'm looking at it. I go, man, that is so, (laughs) it's so awesome. You know, and it just like lifted my spirits, you know? And I mean, so I, I think to myself, I'm going to see if that's for sale. So I message you. I don't, I don't even remember really doing it, but I've got the, I've got the DM I said, Hey, is that available for purchase? And you go, yeah, DM me. And so, um, I never like message you back or anything. So I was in the hospital 15 days, which, you know, so many people were reaching out and, and, uh, and, you know, and, and you'd reached out and, and it was just, it was really beyond moving because that's really one of the times when I realized, you know, the most important thing are, are people that you have in your life, you know, whether, you yep. see them all the time or not, but just the, I, I could feel the prayers. I, I could, it, it was just, it was really a life-changing experience for Stephanie and I both, but uh, I got home and now when I got home, believe me, I, I got out of the hospital and when, when I, they sent me home, I'm thinking, man, I don't even know if I'm ready to go home because I couldn't breathe still. And I, had, I was on oxygen at home. I was walking around like I was a hundred years old. I lost 17 pounds, <laughs> you know, and I was just this little skinny rail and uh all of a sudden amazon not amazon but ups or somebody shows up I'm, well what's this and lo and behold i open this package and it's that picture from you and i'm, <laughs> I'm gonna try not to <laughs> get emotional right now dude but i'm telling you man that just it affected me in such a way it, it was just the kindest thing and just it, it just it just made me realize again you know that how we need to care for each other you know, and support each other. And uh, I, I just can't thank you enough, man. You know, it, it was just a, a, a great, great, you know, moment in my life, man. And uh, I just really appreciate it. What the, the way that the sickness has affected, you know, everybody around us, you know, yeah. immediate friendships like ours or families, uh, you and you and Stephanie, um, you know, it, it's taken its toll and, uh, I think, I mean, I, I can certainly say thank you, but your, your testament to the image and, and your struggle through, uh, through COVID, um, it is just its own testimonial. So I remember, you know, looking up on Instagram or something like that and, um, and seeing, I think Stephanie had posted a picture of you in the hospital and, yeah. and she had said, Hey, we're looking for prayers. And, and oh man, yeah, I mean it was it was devastating. I was just wow, oh my god, Dan, that was 
you know, you, you're a friend and it's not, it's not that we're just acquaintances, you know, right. I, we are friends. And, right. and, and that was very emotional for me to, to see it laid up like that. Uh, it's emotional for any one of our family and friends to, yeah. you know, to see them go through um, hard times. So if I can do something, um, you know, through, through what I do that can lift somebody's spirits, um, then shoot, I'll be all over that. And, and I, I'm glad that it, uh, that it affected you the way it did. And hopefully, you know, the thought going into it was, you know, you're coming out of it, you're back home and that was amazing. And you're on oxygen for a little while yeah. and, and maybe, maybe when, when you pick it up, you know, it'll, it'll, uh, add a smile to your face and, and that goes a long ways too. Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's on my nightstand right now is where it's at. So I see it every morning and every night, you know, and I'm, I'm going to have it framed. I just haven't done it yet, but I'm going to have it framed. But uh, absolutely. Every, every time I look at it, I'm just reminded of it, you know, and the thing is, is like with the COVID uh, what this is really weird about it. So, I mean, so I had it, what, what I got it right at Thanksgiving, we went out to where hmm. they buck uh, the, um, Wacy Barda's deal. We went and saw Kenny Fielder and, and, uh, oh God, the other band was really good too. Eli, God, I can't remember his last name. I'm, I'm anyway. And, and they went to the bull riding and, and then like the next couple of days I started getting sick. So it happened right around there. Mm. But I'll tell you what, I did not get back to quote unquote normal until really into February. And What's it, so, and what's interesting is, you know, when I came home, I was on the oxygen and I uh, was doing these breathing treatments, you know, and I was worried my lungs were never going to be the same. So I'm at home, I'm doing the, my spirometer, I'm, you know, doing my breathing exercises, I'm doing my oxygen every day. So I started doing a little research, you know, because I wanted to get back working out, I wanted to try to get back in shape. And, and uh, I started reading about oxygen therapy because I knew about hyperbaric therapy and stuff. So I started just doing my oxygen more and more. And <clears throat> Then I started turning up the volume and I started, you know, doing like really deep breathing with it and stuff. So I actually have continued doing my oxygen to this day. I just kept the unit that they, that wow. they have. Yeah. <clears throat> this is the honest to God truth. And I've told a lot of people already, my cardio is better than it's ever been in my life wow. because wow. I used to hate doing cardio, you know, <laughs> and, and, and Stephanie, it's just the other day we're at the gym and I'm on the elliptical and she's on it, you know, obviously we're going nowhere, but I'm like 50 minutes and I'm like, she's like, I can't even, cause before I couldn't even stay on there. My attention deficit wouldn't let me stay on long enough. And some of my joint pain and stuff would make me go to different areas. So that right there was an, is an amazing thing. Um, so I'm feeling good doing that. And then when I finally got my last labs, cause I get my labs done all the time because of my iron overload disorder, but my labs have never been better in like the last five, six years, which was just nuts. And, okay, and I'm talking, wow. so my, my, my white blood cells and my red blood cells, they're always off and whatever. And they were all completely normal, which is really odd. The only thing I've got, my only complaint that I've got was when I was, when I was uh, laid up in the hospital, my neck started hurting and my shoulder started hurting. And obviously, man, I mean, I've, I've had wrecks, rolled horses, been hit, right, by, right, right. hit by a drunk driver. I mean, my neck is just jacked and I've, I've dealt with it for years. But it started going down my arm. And so I, at the hospital, I said, hey, maybe give me something to, you know, for pain or whatever. And so I remember the one nurse goes, well, we've got Motrin or morphine. What do you want? I said, well, I'll just, <laughs> I'll just start with the, with the Motrin. But so then I got out of the hospital. And now since that happened, my, my, it, it just continued to get worse. I, I've actually, in the last couple of weeks, I've seen a neurosurgeon. I've had a cervical MRI. I've had a shoulder MRI. I've seen an orthopedic surgeon. I saw a neurologist. I had an EMG. And I'm going to the chiropractor today, but my, my arms atrophied a little bit. I've got pain in my arm and it's super weak. So that's the one thing I've got residual that, that it's, it doesn't look like it's surgical right now. So um, I'm not sure where it's going to end up. It's not something that I really want to have to be dealing with, but I'm happy to be alive and, 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 and kicking. And, and uh, I'm not sure why I went to that whole story about that other than the fact that uh, <laughs> it came out it came out of covid you know <laughs> yeah maybe i'm looking for more sympathy but uh. well here's here's the funny thing is uh we did our we did our first podcast pre-covid and now we're doing our second podcast i, I guess we can technically say post-covid uh, right perhaps and i you know we so we did ours february of 2019 and then i was down at 
Cowboy Christmas down in Vegas, um, that whole, what, 15 days or so um, in December of 2019. And, And I believe I had come back from that January of 20 and Man, Dan, I'll tell you what, I, I was sicker than a dog. And Joe and I just aren't, we're not sickly people. We don't, right. I, I go to the doctor, honestly, once a year for my allergy shot and that's it. Uh, but boy, I thought, I honestly thought that, man, I might have to go to the hospital. It laid up for about 48 hours, just right. miserable. And, and, uh, you know, and then in March or so, they said, you know, COVID pandemics here, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> right, right. Um. <clears throat> And, and, you know, they're describing the symptoms and Joe and I both looked at each other and said, man, you know, I'm, I'm sure we had it. Well, again, going back to what we originally talked about before you started recording and that is being self-employed, right. Um, you know, you, I, you hustled day after day to, to make a living and, and to be quite honest with you, I, you know, I am vaccinated, uh, and I had to get vaccinated for a certain job that I did. And, right. You know, there's just. For, for me, there's no two ways about it. I need to make a living. And, right. And part of this job was, yeah, to do it, you you have to be vaccinated. That's fine. So I got vaccinated and we we went up, we were cutting a Christmas tree with, uh, with our youngest daughter and her boyfriend and Joe was there. And, and a couple of days had passed since I got the vaccine and man, I just got shivering and I couldn't warm up and I had the heater cranked and all that stuff. Dan, I was so mad. I was, I was so extremely mad because this is what I had felt coming back. You know, this is the sickness that I had when I came back from cowboy Christmas. Right. And I, I was so angry. Oh, I just, and you know, getting the vaccine itself, I, I felt such a hesitancy to, to doing that. And, and to be honest with you, I was, I was pretty, um, I was pretty rude to the guy that, that <laughs> administered the shot. And I just, uh, uh, I hear but, you, but Hey, you know, I don't, I don't want to make this all about you know COVID and whatnot. But. No, but, 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 but it's, I think it's, I think it's good to talk about it because what's funny is, and you know, this may sound weird, but when I, when I woke up and realized I was in the hospital, cause I didn't realize, I thought who's in the hospital, who's sick. Oh, it's me. But when yeah. I realized I'm in there and it's because of COVID, I, 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 I was so pissed because I said, <laughs> this is, this is biochem. This is, I, this is what I came right out of my head. This is biochemical warfare it was created in China and our, our government is complicit in this shit. And, and, yeah, and yeah. I, I was super pissed off about it because yeah. I'm laying there. I can't freaking breathe. And I, you know, I look like a little freaking sack of, you know, nothing. Um, anyway, I, so again, maybe we don't want to make it all about COVID, but I, I totally agree with you, you know, and, yeah. and, and then I, Joe Rogan had those two podcasts that came out that he got lambasted for with two, oh, yeah. with two oh. highly, highly credible. I mean, doctors that you know i mean the one guy's got patents on on all these different you know rna you know vaccines and stuff it's like and and then and then the media i'm just gonna go off on a tangent for a minute okay sure then, then, yeah, the, media, then, then the media and our freaking government and everybody else <laughs> demonizes these guys and it's just such a crock of shit but anyway uh, i don't know i'll try to leave yeah, it there i, I guess <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, I, I know you can tell we got video going here. I'm, yeah. I'm being pretty reserved about it. You know, I, I, know, be, I know. I want to be respectful to, to the audience and, and everything. But yeah, it's uh, 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 yeah, right. We'll just leave it at that. I, I'm pretty pissed off about it, too. Yeah. But at, at the same time, I, I can tell you through this through this whole mess, um, I've had some accounts be, because it, I think by the time April rolled around, my workload went down to zero. Oh. It, it was it was virtually gone. And I had asked Joe, hey, you know, uh, look, here in another month, um, I'm going to have to go out and literally get a job. Now, I haven't been, neither one of us have been right. employed in nearly 15 years. Right. You know, I can't imagine what that would look like today. I I'd probably be fired here pretty quick, but <laughs> you know. well, yeah. But um <laughs> but but honestly, you know, by by April May, I had zero workload. Right. But um let me tell you this. Um AQHA came through um 
by the end of May, they had me on the road um, photographing ranches and families for the journal. Um, these guys came through in stellar fashion, and they have just continued to put me out on assignment. They, they've literally kept me alive as far as being a freelance yeah. photographer, being self-employed. That and um, uh, the, uh, the retreats that I do, the photo retreats, I right. used to do two a year. Now I'm doing four. Uh, and, and, you know, kudos to everybody that's coming out to my photography retreats and again, supporting small business, because yeah. this is, this is keeping, um, food on the table, bills being paid and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So now where did you guys move to again? I mean, you moved an hour North of where you were, is that where you. Yeah, yeah, we were. We were down in Salt Lake proper, okay. uh, literally living um, in Salt Lake City in a little bungalow. But uh, uh, our horses and everything were about oh half hour north of us. And where we live now is an hour north. We're on the border of, of Ogden and Plain City on the west side of I-15. So, um, you know, you... you Technically, we're Ogden, but when people think of Ogden, they think on the east side, and we're on the far west side where uh, ranching country is. And, right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, so now so nothing. Go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just I was just going to say nothing around us. There's still uh, we're like I said uh, earlier on. We're pretty blessed because uh, one of the uh, one of the farmers that owns a bunch of property behind us uh, is leasing us, um, you know, so some real good acreage to, right. to hay and, um, yeah, nice. we're, we're just pretty, pretty blessed in, in that. Respect. Yeah. And, and then Joe, she's, she's, uh, looks like she's doing well with her, with her dog training. How's that going? Oh, um, through the pandemic, uh, she skyrocketed because really, you know, yeah, well, people are at home and, yeah. and I'm bored and I don't have, you know, anybody around and, and God knows that, uh, you know, a majority of the people out there, you know, husband and wife, they, they go off to work at separate jobs and now they're together more. Right. And that, you know, and that even that's a transition, you know, right. learning how to live with one another because you get your, you get your schedules separate, you know, yeah. you go to your job, you know, job a for eight hours, job B for eight hours, you guys come back, you have dinner, you go to sleep and now you're together all day. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of people, a lot of people went out and they got dogs. Um, it, there was a pandemic rush of animals and, and now what people are seeing is, well, they're going back to work schedules are normalizing and we don't know what to do with this dog. Right. So, yeah, Joe, actually, her side of the business uh, really skyrocketed through um, through COVID. Yeah. And then that, and, and the name of her business is, is it 360 Dog Training? Dog Training 360. Oh, Dog Training 360. OK. Yeah. And, she, and yeah. she's on Instagram under that same handle, right? Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. 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 So now you, you and, and I know you guys started a podcast uh, you, you, and you started that in 2019. Did you say? Yeah. Uh, no, we started that uh, early. We actually, I think we started that right, uh, right as a pandemic hit. Okay, um, so right at the beginning, yeah. of, right at the beginning of 2020. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, did you do podcasts through the pandemic or no? We did. You yep. did. Yeah. Now okay, ours so. wasn't. Uh, you know, like yours is weekly. Uh, we were doing ours on a biweekly schedule and then down to a monthly. And over the last year, we haven't really kept up on it. So. Okay. Are you, are you, is are you going to fire it back up or? Yeah. Are you? Yeah, we, we definitely will fire it back up. What we were doing was focusing on, um, on the small business side of things. And, right. and while we feel like uh, a lot of people do want to be self-employed, um, it, you know, it's, it's not easy. You know, there's no excuses. There's no corporate bureaucracy. There's you getting your ass out the door and, right. and, uh, yeah, well, shaking hands. Yeah. You know, I, I've, I've often said that cause I've been an entrepreneur all my life and, and yeah. uh, multiple, yeah. multiple businesses. And, and uh, I, I said, well, being an entrepreneur is kind of like you building yourself a really nice house and then just setting it on fire and burning it down around you. <laughs> and then going ahead and, try, and then go ahead and just kind of figure <laughs> yeah. out what you're going to do next. Okay. And then you're going to yeah. go build another one. And, and, and cause you know, I think we have these ideas a lot of times, 
you know, when, especially when we're younger, you know, we're looking at other people, we're going, man, they just got it made. They got this and that, you know, uh, I just watched this thing on uh, Tony Hawk uh, on mm-hmm. uh, HBO called sure. till, till the wheels come off. And I never knew the stuff about him, but I mean, you look at him and you just think everything was just beautiful all the way through. And it's, it hasn't been, he's 53 now and he's just kind of getting his life figured out. Obviously he's got the money and everything now, but there was a time even after he'd made a ton of money in skateboarding where he says on there, he had to uh, put his water bill on payments, you know, mm, and, yeah. and he had to sell his house and, and uh, tear down this huge skate ramp and all this. So being an entrepreneur and being self-employed, uh, you know, and obviously that's on a little bit different level, but still it's, it's the same across the board. You know, you got to be willing to, I mean, get kicked in the teeth every day, just about. Yeah, there is, I, I think for me and for Joe, for that matter, one of the things that we try to demystify is, is what it's really like to be a small business owner and right. it neither, neither Joe or I run off to second jobs you know, we don't have safety nets, right? We, we both get out and bust our ass every day. Right. Um, you know, I don't live on any big, we don't come from money. We're not, you know, there's downside risk every day. And, and I think a lot of, I think a lot of people, um, they want to portray that they're self-employed on, social media, right? You know, that I'm so busy, blah, blah, blah. And, and the truth is, you know, maybe your partner, your spouse's income is supporting you. Right. And, and so you don't have that downside risk. So tomorrow, well, you know, if you choose to do something else, it's no big deal. Right. You know, or you run off to a second job. Right. Now, if you have that, you know, if you're in that situation, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You can use it to your advantage. Yes. But I, I would say this, you know, don't, uh, don't misrepresent right. what you're doing. You know, just right. because you're busy doesn't mean you're successful. Yeah. And so with that small business podcast, the small business roundup that we started, it, it was talking about that. Some of, uh, some of the highs and lows and you, uh, you know, I know, you know, this very well. You, oh yeah. We, we experience, you know, the highest of highs and with that comes the lowest of lows and, yeah. and, and those can be a nasty bugger to, yeah. uh, to get through. Yeah. But you realize that, uh, once you do get through them, that that became another hurdle that right. you can, you know, and, and going back to what you said about Tony Hawk and people seeing all of the accomplishments and, things that we do over our lifetime, but it's that iceberg metaphor, right? That you see that 10% on top, but the 90% below is is full of getting kicked in the gut. Um, You know, dealing with the government, specifically the IRS, um, we could make this podcast just about the IRS and and absolutely... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I talked about it on one of the episodes cause I had my, my, uh, tax guy on, um, uh, Mark Kent from North state consultants. Um, but I had the, the first time I filed my first place as a ranch is when I first got out of, out of, um, college. And I've, I've, you know, I ended up buying a practice from the chiropractor in my town and I had a lot of success, you know, right out of the gate Well, I was super driven, you know, and I was super young and hustling and, so I bought this 20 acres and, you know, we built this 4,000 square foot, all cedar house, did all this stuff. Nice. And then I filed uh, as a ranch, you know, and, um, and I put all these things I, that I put in well, I put in irrigation, I had this and that and everything else. So I said, okay, well, we're going to find out about that. They came to my house. Okay. Yep. They came yep. to my property yep. and I had to show them <laughs> where my irrigation was what fences I'd put in, where my yeah. animals were at and how I was actually intending to make a profit. Cause you can intend to make a profit for the first three years and not make a profit. But after that, you're not making profit year after year after year, you know, that, that raises red flags. I, so in the, in the whole scheme of things, it was interesting because they, they actually were pretty, pretty good with me. I uh, ended up, I had to, cause I was roping too at the time and quite a bit. And I would say, Hey, I'm roping for money. So I, I didn't have a log, you know, and you're supposed to have a log. I mean, at least back then, this is in the early nineties, 
They let, they said, well, we'll let you go back and recreate a log to the ropens you went to. And so I did, and I recreated that with, you know, mileage and entry uh-huh. fees and all that stuff ended up when it all was said and done, the audit cost me $600 from my CPA. That's what it cost <laughs> yeah. for him to, to refile it all. And I, and I actually didn't take enough expenses on my trucks and it was almost exactly $600. So it was just kind of a wash. Yeah. So that was my first experience with IRS and, and I'll just, I'll be brief with this, but so my CPA was, you know, he was a CPA. I don't use CPAs anymore. No offense to anybody, but I just don't need them. Um, he was telling me I was making a lot of money. Uh, he says, Hey, um, yeah, we're just going to file an extension this year. Don't worry about it. But he was charging me $350 a month for bookkeeping, mm-hmm. $350 a month for bookkeeping, which is a lot back in 1991, 92, 93. So he didn't file for three years. We just filed extensions. Mm-hmm. Next, the next yeah. time I, next time I saw the IRS, they were at my door with a badge. Yep. We've been looking mm-hmm. for you and I owed them. 250, <laughs> they said I owed him $250,000. Uh-huh. I ultimately took a couple, several years, but I ultimately went through an offer and compromise with them and settled that 250,000 on for pennies on the dollar. But yeah. it was, again, it's that lesson. You don't know when you're self-employed and you're, and you want to be an entrepreneur uh, um, and being a chiropractor is being an entrepreneur, believe me, because that people yeah. just don't flock to your door. And once they do get there, you got to do something to keep them coming back, you know, and to keep them sending well, them to you. But you you can, you know, you can be a doctor, you can be a chiropractor, you can be a photographer, exactly, you know, what whatever, and you can work for somebody, right? You can be a chiropractor that that works in a practice, yep. or you can be a chiropractor and an entrepreneur that needs to generate income, you know, by right. also getting out there and getting people in your door. Right. And those are two different worlds. Completely. You know, I mean, to a certain extent, we always joke like, God, I'd, I'd love to just be, you know, a, a ski lift operator, <laughs> put people in it, you know? Um, yeah, Dan, I feel it. You know, we, we've been there too. The IRS showed up at our door. And, and the reason that I make the distinction between, you know, you can be a photographer and, and go out and work for somebody or right. you, know, you can go out and be a photographer and generate your own business too, and be right. a freelancer, right. um, which I am. And yeah. and with that, and Joe also, you know, you, you just get in the hustle and the and the chaos of being a self-employed business person every day. And you think that things are happening, but they're not happening. Right. And and it's not, you know, you I the accountability, the responsibility is, is at my feet. Yeah. I understand that. Um but I, I can tell you that that being there and going through this day in and day out, things fall through the cracks. Yep. They really do. Yep. Um, it, and it's it's like uh, you you don't know until you're there. Yep. You know, and and I know this lesson very well. I, I hesitate to speak on things that I don't know about because, hey, I've never been through it. So, but I've been through this, and I right. can speak on it. And <laughs> right. the one thing that you'll quickly find out is that you have zero leverage with yeah. the IRS. You, yeah. You know, um, it, things as perverted as um, uh, prove to us that we got your returns. Right. Well, you know, our accountant filed it. Yeah, yeah. but you can't prove that we got it. And because we, because we recalculated what we think that you owe us, and right. you can't prove that we actually got this, then we're going to go with what we we recalculated for you. Right. Unbelievable. Yep. But here's the best side of it, not to not to dwell, but the yeah. best side of it is, you know, you owe this much money. And Joe and I both said, all right, well, if you give us two months, we'll put our heads down and uh, we'll get out the door and we'll pay that. Right. We, we will actually pay that off. And that's the best side of it is yeah. that you, you are self-employed and, and when you get out there and you put your, you put your nose down and you go out and you bust your ass. Yep. Um, it's amazing what you can do. Yep. And we're able to, we were able to pay them off at a discount, just yep. like you, yep. you know, they, they will do a discount for you. Yep. Um, but you know, there's a myriad of things that come with that as well. Yep. Oh yeah. um, You know, when people ask about making a living, regardless of what we're doing, photographer, chiropractor, dog trainer, um, 
one of the one of the examples that we like to use is um, being a panhandler. That um, how do you go out and get clients? How do you make a living at doing what you do? Well, right. put a panhandler on the corner without a sign, and nobody's going to do anything. Right. But as soon as they add a sign to that, you know, yep. homeless, right. uh, please help. Yeah. Or disabled veteran, please yep. help. Or I just want beer. Please right. help. Right, <laughs> you know? right, right. When you add advertising to that, it changes the game. Yeah. And it's it's as simple as that. You yep. have to do something. Yep. You have to put yourself out there. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's it's uh it, it's like you were you were talking about uh, you know, things falling through the crack and you know, and, and you know, you have to get out there and hustle and make it happen. Yeah. I I, I was just I was going through this last night because I've I've got I've got a lot of irons in the fire right now. And, and I'm like, okay, I'm not, get, I'm not getting this done. Yeah. And I'm okay. I'm not getting this done. I've been going to yeah. do this. And, and it's like, I've got a whole, you know, and still to this day, I mean, it, it never ends. You know, uh, you, we always think that we're going to get to this place where, oh yeah, it's just going to be easy peasy, but I've got attention deficit disorder. I've, I'm hyperactive. I've, I've got, I just have to do things. So I, I may, I create more stuff for myself and then, you know, you've got to, you got to herd it all together and organize it and, and get it done too. You know what I mean? At the same time, because nobody else is going to do it. But my point was, it says, I like that pressure. Pressure is what makes me do things, you know? And so sometimes, yeah. sometimes I, I let this, I'll let things build up. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, game on, you know, and then I'm going to get a ton of stuff done in a short period of time. Like today I've got one of those dates. And, uh, but you know, that's, that's why for me, I just, I, and nothing against having a job. Don't get me wrong. I think, I think it's, you know, that's totally fine. But for me, I can't do that because I just have the way I think and the way my head spins. I, I just get too bored. I get too bored, you know, and it's in with, yep. You know, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs are like that. You know, I have a lot of friends that are like that, you know, and very successful at what they do, but they're, they're half cuckoo. And you, you, know. you perform well under pressure. And I, I don't know the psychology behind it, but I would imagine that um, it, that's why, that's why entrepreneurs get bored is you, right. for me, it's an insatiable appetite for creativity that right, right. Um, I, I need to consume the creative <clears throat> side. You know, I, right. I need to create. Yes. Um, and you, you build your own pressure under that. And I yes. think the expectations that we put on ourselves far outweigh anything that, that could be put on us in a, let's say a nine to five job. Right. It's just not, it's not stimulating enough. And, and if you get to that point where you start feeling like you're, you're complacent, then you start to build the next thing. Yeah. You know, it's funny. You, you say it about being creative. I've never thought of myself as creative. It's, 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 it's kind of weird, but I've kind of started to think about it because I've had some people tell me, oh, well, you're pretty creative. You know, this is, you know, and then I've, I had this, this company just reached out to me. Um, I can't even remember the name. It's a magazine. It started in LA and um, they showcase entrepreneurs and somehow they got my stuff and they, they've got and in Phoenix now and they, they want to interview me. And they, they say, we interview, you know, entrepreneurs and creatives and whatever. So, you know, it's like somebody's looked at my stuff and thinks that I'm creative somehow. And I think you're right though, because, you know, no matter what you're doing, whether you think of yourself as a creative or not, when I think of you, I do because you're an artist, you know, it, it, with your camera. And uh, but I think that's what what drives, you know, a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs is creating something, you know, whatever it is, because yeah. because yeah. you, you know, when yeah. I never really felt that about things I'd done uh, until this point in my life, which I, I'm 63, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of proud of that. You know, it's like, it's like the podcast. I mean, I had no idea my podcast was going to go anywhere or do anything, but it's been such a great outlet for me. And uh, I don't know, it's just, it's something that I'm kind of proud of, even though it's not like a moneymaker or anything like that. It's something that yep. I, I love to do, you know, and I've been able to meet people just like you and become friends. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, it's interesting. You know, the <clears throat> the mutual respect that you have for other entrepreneurs, um, creativity doesn't just exist in in the uh, art sphere. 
Um, There's creativity in business. And I've learned a great deal of business creativity from, uh, from my wife, from Joe. Right. Um, She, she by far and away is the risk taker between us, but that also balances out our relationship. I've really had to learn and, and lean into um, being a, a, a bit more um, risky as far as the business goes. But, you know, we're, we're talking, you know, 13, 14 years of being self-employed and, right. and you, you better lean into that or <laughs> it's going to be a long 13. You can have a bad day for like six years. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and you have those periods though, you know, I mean, you, you do, I mean, I've had them, yeah. you know, where you, it's like, man, can I, can I just, you know, get a break, you know, can we just get a break yeah. with something, you know, and, and, uh, uh, and then again, it, it kind of goes back to too, you know, um, uh, appreciating, you know, what you have at the time when you have it, you know what I mean? And, and sometimes I think I get, and I, I think a lot of entrepreneurs do too, you know, you, you feel like you've got to do something that maybe you really don't need to do. You maybe push yourself too hard and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's like, uh, I, I was thinking about posting this quote the other day. I says, you know, I do what I want. I say that all the time. My, my wife yeah. will, will be out yeah. and, and somebody will, like people say, Hey, what are you doing? I said, I do what I want, you know? And, and she goes, don't say that to people, you know, and whatever. <laughs> but then I thought, yeah, I do what I want, but many times, uh, you know, to my own detriment, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so yep. uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a balancing act, you know uh, it's, it's a, uh, it's interesting. I think that's why I didn't, you know, I, I, it's not that I didn't last in the chiropractic world, but it's why I didn't want to last there. It's because there was a kind of a conformity that I just didn't fit into, you know. Um, Sometimes for me, and and I know Joe feels this as well. I, I'm wondering if if you um, if this resonates with you, but in the service related industry where we're providing, you know, a, I'm providing a service for clients, and she's providing a service for clients. Um, you know, versus a product. Right. Um, o- over time, you we have both felt the loss of identities, uh, where you, where we felt our our own individual identity kind of gets lost because, um, for me, with the camera, sometimes I I pick up that camera and you turn into somebody else for everybody else. Right. And for Joe, um, you know, she's always known as a dog trainer. And we look to develop your, I have photography. That's all I have, Dan. I don't have, you know, I, I, I say this, I don't really have hobbies. I I really don't. Um, so I'm developing a hobby, um, geology, honestly, cool. Uh, I, I, I don't have anything else, but photography. I live and breathe with that camera. I wake up and I, and I dream about pictures and I get those out of my head and, you know, and you, you need to, um, you need to find your yourself in something else as well, you know, to put that aside for a minute and, and just not think about what it is that makes me a living, but, um, you know, give myself an outlet to be creative somewhere else. Right. Exactly. You know, and, 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 uh, yeah, it, it's it's interesting that you say that because my podcast is kind of like that for me. Uh, you know, sure. I can um, totally see that. Yeah, yeah, you know, and uh, it's funny because I I actually was on another guy's podcast. He, he's a a guy that uh, he's a, a business guy, entrepreneur, younger guy, but he sold his first business for you know I think eight figures, and his name's Daniel Ryan Moran. <clears throat> but this was a long time ago. I was on there, and I was really you know, pushing my modern cowboy brand and really, you know, working at, you know, mm-hmm. developing the brand and, and where I wanted to go with it and had all these ideas and, and everything. And, and so I'm talking to him and I'm, I'm talking too fast and I'm, you know, not really making sense and, and uh, uh, thinking, you know, he's going to tell me something that, you know, I don't know that's going to, you know, really catapult me somewhere. And, and we're, we're about done, you know, and he, he says, yeah, he goes, you know, he goes, I think you really like doing your podcast. You know, cause I was talking about, I was talking about other stuff. He goes, you sound like you really like doing your podcast, you know, and, and, and out of all of it, even though I have apparel and stuff, uh, uh, um, but I'm, I'm discontinuing, I'm not going to make protein powder anymore. I just, I just ultimately decided that, uh, see, that's another thing as an entrepreneur, you know, I mean, I started the Dally King before I, I don't know if you even know about that, but that was a product it, for, 
for it, wasn't that the yeah yeah, yeah i remember yeah. that when yeah. we were down there when i was down there in arizona and we were doing the shoot with you and and aaron and those guys you know out in the roping pen and we had talked about that i think I think you had even showed me that when we went to dinner. The yeah. video. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah. that was that was one thing that, you know, I mean, it just didn't pan out. You know, it was <laughs> and I had these great ideas about it and everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, and it was a great product and people loved it, but it you know, you think about going on Shark Tank and it's like it just costs too much to make. It costs uh-huh. too much to make and it was it, it, people people weren't going to pay for it. But this is the same thing with the, with the protein powder. When I had that idea, the cowboy way, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm a genius, you know? And, and, and I remember Stephanie, and I were in the pool and I go, I'm going to make it, I'm going to have this protein powder. And I, I know who I'm going to have make it because I worked with them when I was in practice, you know, I know they're the, the company and uh, out of everything I did, people loved it. People enjoyed it. And it's, and it's a great product. It's, it's made by one of the top companies in the world. Um, and it's phenomenal. And I'm on the package and nobody cares. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, and, and, I, and I, I gave away, you know, thousands of dollars worth to people, you know, to promote it and whatever. But then I have all these guys on these, these modern cowboy guys that are into fitness and health and you know, these trainers yep. and everybody. And what do I see? Then I see all, they go to first form, you know, and that's, uh, you know, first form is um, what's his name? Andy. God, what's his last name? Another, you know, big entrepreneur. He's, I'm uh-huh. the, he, he's the, you know, I'm the motherfucking CPO or CEO. That, that's, that's his saying, you know, his, that's his, uh, MF, MFC or whatever it is anyway. So I kind of started looking at it. I go, you know what? These guys are modern cowboys. They don't want something that's really cowboy related. They want the most current shit that they think's the most current with the guy that's marketing it to a certain way, you know, a certain way. And it's got the Lambo in his showroom at his thing, you know, because then because then I see and these guys are going to know who they are. I'm talking about them. I had them on the podcast and, and, and I'm, you know, I don't have any ill will at all towards them. I think it's great, but it just made me realize I'm not going to make this. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to I'm not going to try to push this. I, I, I can do other things, you know, um, that won't take as much energy, but I I'll still have little small custom batches made for me, you know, make, you know, for just for yeah. myself, because. I like getting them well, in the morning and opening my protein powder and, and you know, seeing my picture on it. <laughs> you've, uh, you've had that cowboy way for a couple of years now, three yes, years. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and, and here's something else from a small business or just a business uh, perspective is when you put a new revenue stream out there, you have to give it time to grow. Yes. And, and in three years, Hey, that that's fine. Now you have the trend and you can see, Hey, look, you know, that that's not working out, but a lot of people won't give that uh, time to grow. Right. They'll seed it. And then they expect, you know, in the next couple of months, it's going to take off a podcast, a, a freaking tutorial. Right. Uh, supplement, whatever it is. Right. But now you can, now you can look back on it and you can say, uh, maybe, maybe I didn't do this, or maybe I just want to cut my ties with it. You know, exactly. whatever that is, but and, and, you and have to give it time to grow. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing too, though, is, is I have to take responsibility. Like we all do. If something sure. doesn't work out for us, did you I know? actually, did I actually market it? Right. Did right. I, you know, was, right, right, was, right. was, was, or did I, was I telling myself a story or like we'll do, we'll tell ourselves stories, uh, you know, <laughs> that I'm doing all this stuff when in fact, I'm just, I'm running it all around in my mind and really not, you know, applying it, you know, so. One thing that, one thing that I uh, picked up on in what you were talking about with the cowboy way is, man, you get that and you get passionate about it and you follow that passion because, because that's, what's going to fuel you, fuel you right. to create the to create that thing that, that you're so passionate about and that passion is going to lead you down the marketing road and it's going to lead you down the development road. And, right. it, you know, all of these things. And it's not that, I mean, just here in that last minute, shit, you're still passionate about it. You know, yeah. Like, damn, yeah. that was, that was the best idea ever. Yeah. 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 It's funny. You know, and, and the thing is too, it's, it's, uh, I just talking about this and, and talking about, you know, thinking all the people I've had on the podcast and, and cause you know, everybody's an entrepreneur that I'm really basically that I've had on the podcast, you know, uh-huh. for the most part. And, uh, and then I'll see, you know, um, some of their businesses that they start out with and it's just a man, you know, it, it, you know, and what, what you're seeing is, I mean, you're seeing the growth of a business, you know, you don't exactly know how profitable it is, but still it's when people have an idea and they, and they act on it, you don't know yeah. where it's going to go. But it's going to go somewhere. It's either going to go up, down, or stay in the middle. And 
and it excites me when I see people do that. And I say, man, look at that now. Look what they, look what they're doing with that now. And it's just it, it's mm-hmm. it's inspiring and uh, and motivating, you know. Yeah, it really is, especially when somebody follows that passion. Yeah. Um, like you're saying, and this is this goes all the way back to what we were talking about as far as being an entrepreneur and building, you know, yeah. you, because you you start feeling that that complacency and you need to start building something and you get this random spark of idea. Uh, for me, it's in the images. You know, right. I, I get a random image in my head. I'm like, oh my God, I need to call my friend Hadley or something and get him over to the barn because I need to create this thing, this picture right. that's in my head. Right. And and I feel the same way um, on the business side of things that if I, you know, if I want to push prints, you know, if, right. Because prints, prints are not a big part of the revenue for my business, you know, they right. account for nothing really. You know, I'll, I'll sell random prints on demand, but right. you know, it's not a big part of my business. Um, however, if I wanted to shift my business that way, then you would see a much different person um, on, on social media, on my webpage that, you know, now I'm, I want to drive people to my page and, Hey, I sell prints. I sell prints. I sell prints. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'm sitting here and, and just my, my wheels are turning. I'm just going, <laughs> dude, you need, you need to be like somebody's beard oil, uh, <laughs> you know, poster boy. Okay. I mean, you're, you you're, you're, that beard is, is, is epic, man. I mean, it, it looks great. And I feel uh, like this beard is going to take me places, Dan. I'm, I'm telling you, I, I, I can feel it. I don't know. You, you might, you might have to, uh, you know, Dickinson beard oil. Yeah. You know, see, and, and this is how it starts. You, yeah. you, you work with another entrepreneur, you work with another creative and, and then you just start brainstorming. What, what's it going to look like? You know, can yeah. you build some out of that and, and you get something, you get that test product, right? Yeah. Yep. You got to do that. Yeah. You got to exactly. pay for that test run. And yep. then does it work? Do I like it? Is it something that I can be passionate about and right. sell that out? To? Right. Do, yeah. do you yeah. use beard oil, by the way? I don't use beard oil. Um, there's a, uh, oh, what's it called? Uh, Honest Amish. Okay. Is, yeah, I know what it's called. I've seen that. Yeah. And, you know, you, you take a little dime size, uh, uh, it's balm, beard balm is okay. what it's called. And, and it's by uh, Honest Amish. And you take a little dab of it in, in the palm of your hand. And it keeps uh, it keeps the beard tame. Right, um, is the best way that I could I can describe it. Um, right. I've I'll tell you the biggest problem that I've had for the beard so far is is in the mustache side of it. Um, as as your hair grows, it it has weight to it and it right. pushes down on the ends of your mustache. So you try and find um, something that keeps your mustache up. And that's the biggest challenge I've had so far is trying to find something that, that works for, uh, for the mustache. So. You, so now do you, but so keep trying to keep the mustache up. Do you, do you use like, um, <clears throat> mustache wax, like Panade mustache wax? Right. So I have uh, upstairs, I have four, <laughs> four different, um, waxes and gels, uh, to try out. And some are good. Some are okay, yeah. but, but this is, <laughs> this is where that starts as you go, God, I need something that just works and this stuff kind of works and this stuff really doesn't work. Right. And then you get, you get aggravated. You're like, well, screw it. I'm just going to create something myself, you know? Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> well, I think too, I think, I think your beard and your look, uh, if like, if you were, if someone sketched you out as like a caricature, you know, like you've seen, I, it, I mean, and, and then you have a, the real picture of you because that that beard is actually like that. You know, it's like it's yeah. not fake. Uh, I, I think I think that in and of itself um, or even even your picture on T-shirts for your photography. I mean, some apparel. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, that, that would, you know, beard guys would love it. You ever uh, you ever had a beard or anything? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. yeah it, it's interesting, isn't it, Dan? From the male perspective, um, there's something uniquely masculine about your beard blowing in the wind. But there's <laughs> yeah. also there there's also in in the male community um, 
a lot of guys can't grow uh, a full beard or right. a mustache. You know, it's patchy. It doesn't grow in everywhere. Uh, and it wasn't until I started growing my beard that I realized what a big deal it is within the male community that, oh yeah, you know, when, when you can grow a full beard, uh, there's mad respect that, uh, that comes with that. And there's a lot of other things that come with it too. That you're just like, holy shit. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. And I'm glad that I'm glad that people are around me when this weird shit happens because <laughs> they, you, you just would not believe it, you know, telling you uh, on a podcast or, or just sitting around a campfire, you know, some of the crazy shit that's happened. Yeah. yeah like, like a, a dragonfly flies in it or a bird flies in it, or you're walking around with yesterday's pizza on the backside of it. You don't realize it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking more like uh, we're we're up in Wyoming. My wife and I we're watching the cutter races up there, and and I turned around and and this this gal comes walking along. She has a, a jug of whiskey with her, and she looks over at me and she goes, "Who does this sexy son of a bitch belong to?" <laughs> and she came out. She literally, Dad, she jumped in my arms. Oh and my I'm looking god! At my wife going, "What in the hell?" Our friends pointed over at Joe like, "Uh, he belongs to her." And she's like, "I need a picture with you right now." That's awesome! <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, there's even at even at the stoplight. You know, I'm I'm driving. Joe and I are in the car. And she looks over and she goes, hey, I think that's for you. And I, I looked over at the car next to us and the guys are in there and they're bowing. They're like, your beard is epic. Oh, it's my God. true. It's true, though, because, you know, my son's a barber. And uh, I, oh, really? Wow. He, I didn't yeah, know that. Okay. Yeah, he's a barber. And then um, and he he grows his beard on and off all the time. And he he's he grew up really, really big one time. But um, I went in there the other day to get my hair cut and. Uh, he's got this kid in, in his chair and this kid had an awesome beard and yeah. my son goes, Hey, come on over. And, and, and I walked over there and I just go, dude, you win beard of the day, man. You know? And cause you, <laughs> I just, you think that all the time, you know? So that's the last time I had a beard right there. I don't know if you can see that. Look at that. Damn yeah, man. Yeah, I didn't yeah. recognize you. Holy cow. Yeah. That's my, that's my mean look. I need to be right. Yeah. Yeah. But my beard, my, <laughs> what's funny though now is, is, uh, Oh, even then, uh, because I I put color in it then because my beard my hair is is not gray yet, but uh -huh. my beard my beard is, I mean it's it's gray, gray as heck. So that's okay. all, I, for some reason because it doesn't match my head, I I I just don't think it looks good. So if I grow one, I always color it. But uh, I'd probably grow one more if it wasn't so gray. But it is. It's just. Uh. Uh, yeah. Well, the, you know, the hair from my head went down to my face. So it, yeah, well, it you grows, know, it grows well on my face, but certainly not on my head anymore. Well, like my, my, my son, he does a lot of head shaves and then, you know, and beard trims, you know what I mean? Yeah. At the same time. So, uh, well, it, you know, good you get look, to the age, you get to the age where I just don't give a shit, you know, about well, my hair. It's not like I'm in high school anymore. And when I went down to cowboy Christmas in 2019, <laughs> you know, I, I went to the kid at the barber shop and I said, uh, I need a cut. And he goes, well, do you, do you want the number one or the number two? I'm like, I don't know, you know, just <laughs> freaking cut my hair. And right. so he, he cuts it short and I'm like, you know what? Just shave it. Yeah. He goes, really? I said, yeah, just shave my head. He goes, well, do you want the hot razor? I'm like, yeah, let's go the whole, <laughs> let's do the whole thing. So sure enough. Yeah. I, I, you know, got, I went bald and, um, and I came home and, and Joe's like, what in the hell? I'm like, yeah, you know, I could just, I just got bored. Yeah. But it's a good look though. It really is. <laughs> you know? Thank you. Yeah. It's funny because, you know, obviously we know as we, as we get older, stuff changes and, and I've, I've got, you know, this, uh, little, spot on top of my head where there's not as yep. much hair anymore, you know, yep. but, yep. but I'm combing it in the front thinking I'm all fly, you know, and, and then, <laughs> and then but then I, you know, I got the widow's peak and everything else. And, and, I, I'm, and, and then all of a sudden you turn into that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I'm so vain, you know, anyway, it's, 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 it's sad, but my son, who's the voice of reason, you know, he, he says, he's, he looks like a lot like me, but he's the opposite in terms of, he's just really calm and relaxed. And he told me, Dad, just you know, hey, be glad you got what you got, the hair you got, you know, and it, you know, your head on your, your hair on your head's not all gray, and, and it really changed my whole perspective the way I looked at it, and so I just love him cutting my hair because now I just it's like it is what it is, you know, that's that's yep. my hair, and yep. and that's the way it is, and and I like it, you know, yep. <laughs> it, yep. it's not it's not Brad Pitt's, uh, you know, 
uh, hairline all the way down to your eyebrows or, you know, whatever. And, and, uh, so what? Oh, come on. Legends of the fall was just a movie oh. about Brad Pitt's hair. Yeah. Oh it, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh God. Well that, and that shotgun scene at the end when, when Oh yeah. When, yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> funny, man. Oh, hey, uh, you know, Chris, man, I'm telling you that time just flies when you're having fun. And I don't even know, I don't even remember half of what I said, which is uh, kind of scary, but we're going to publish it anyway. Oh, say hi to Stephanie. Just sorry. Steph Chris says, hi, Stephanie. <laughs> she says, hi. <laughs> yeah. She's just heading out for a couple of days to uh, got a conference and some stuff. And yeah, she just got a real estate license. So oh, congratulations. yeah. Man. Yeah. So something she's always wanted to do. And uh, it, she, although she's been in real estate before, she just never had a license. And uh, <laughs> anyway, so we're excited. Hey, well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to be down in Arizona the beginning of June, um, have some assignment work down there for AQHA. Uh, we should meet up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, uh, I'll text you and, and give you my schedule and then we'll. Yeah. What, what part are you going to be dinner in? again? Oh, probably up by Prescott. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Well, awesome. Yeah. Well, we'll go out to dinner and then we're buying. So <laughs> you're on. Yeah. Well, we ended the podcast just like we began, huh? Yeah, yeah we, we, we did. <laughs> and, and, and we're going to have some cigars too. Yes, sir. Now you're, now you're talking. Yep. Uh, yeah. Well, it's, it's funny because through the COVID thing, you know, um, I, uh, you know, obviously didn't have a cigar and then I just had my first one since COVID. I mean, so it'd been, I don't know, maybe almost four months, just a couple of weeks ago. Oh, I must have hit you like a it was epic. Bus. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was good. It was I've really enjoyed it. So yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to that, Chris, man. And it was it was it was great having you on, dude. And then just uh again, man, I just I can't thank you enough for that kind gesture. And yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're you're a good friend, Dan. And um, and I'm glad that I could lift your spirits a little bit through uh through your time of agony there. Yeah, absolutely. And um Tell Joe I said hi, and, and if, you know if you guys, uh, what's the name of your podcast again for the listeners? Small business, small business roundup. Okay, small business roundup. Yeah. So if you and if you ever um, need another guest, we can get on there and and uh, I can uh, impart some wisdom. You're you're, you're on. <laughs> you're 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 absolutely on. We will do that. In fact, um, I'll talk to Joe when she comes home uh, later this morning, and then uh, we'll we'll get you on there. You'll be the next guest. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. And then I can throw it out there too. I can actually, in, I could actually probably, we, I, there's a way I could do it where I think I could publish it on my platform too, where, you, you know, we could get cool. more people to listen to it even as well. Yeah. So that'd be great. Great. We got to be more consistent about it. So <laughs> yeah. With all the other things you got to keep going. I know, I know, I know. All right, my friend. All always, brother. always great talking to you. Yeah. You too, Chris. And then we'll, we'll talk soon. Okay. Take Thanks care. man. Every Friday afternoon, I hitch up the trailer. Saddle up old rock and ice down a cooler. I drive that old back road until it ends at the rope and pin. We got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs. $20,000 horses, then there's my old stick. Although we're all the same. The minute we ride in to the roping pen Well, I ain't no play speed But I give her hell, he never can tell Someday I just might be We'll turn a few steers and we'll tell a few lies Kick back in the saddle and philosophize most of life's problems. Yeah, we're gonna solve them down at the roping pen. Yeah, we don't do it for the money. Yeah, we're always broke. Just ask Clint what he paid a rope. He's lost a dozen wives Half the fingers on his hands To the rope and pin And it takes a little skill 
and a little love If you can talk smack, you can back it up Oh, but we're all friends No matter who wins Down at the roping pen Turn another pill of steers, tell a few more lies. Drink another beer and hypothesize most of life's problems. By God, we're gonna solve them down at the roping pen. We'll see y'all again next weekend down at the roping.